Alrighty, guys, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, it's just me today. Sorry, you guys are just stuck with with me today. But as you can tell from the title of this one, this is one that I'm actually really. I say that every time, but I'm, I I love all these podcasts. I, I think you kind of have to have a love to be doing this and and whatnot. But I do. I love these podcasts. And and actually, so 2024, <clears throat> I'm actually really going to focus on gear. Try to bring you guys more gear reviews and, you know, talk about some of the new stuff coming out. Not even new stuff, but stuff I feel like you guys need as hunters because on all of our socials and all of the emails and, and things like that, that's like the biggest question that I get is about gear and equipment and, and stuff like that. And and so um, I I want to talk about that. I want to share the information that, that I have. I use a lot of gear. As we all do, and uh, <clears throat> but this will just kind of help you guys identify the things that, that you want to spend your hard-earned money on. And so, uh, before we get into the podcast, though, as always, we want to thank uh, just a, a sponsor or two. Uh, I want to thank Onyx Hunt. Onyx is is an amazing company, one that we've been with for gosh, a couple of years now, and um, you know they they really <laughs> they've done some amazing stuff with mapping for us in, in the hunting industry. And just, I, I don't go hunting anything without my, my Onyx. And so <clears throat> I, I love their stuff and, and, and really enjoy, um, using that. Uh, it gives me a sense of security that I haven't had at all times when I'm, I'm hunting. So I want to give a shout out to them before we, we get started. And, and we'll talk about a few other ones here as, as we get going. But, um, because obviously, as you saw from the title, we're talking about gear. But before we get into that as well, as you can tell, my background's kind of lame. Uh, we have moved into the new studio. Got to do a little bit of decorating, get the camera all set up so that it looks good. And uh, we got a good background and, and stuff like that. So for right now, it's white. And I guess you get a couple outlets if you're watching on, on YouTube. And I would say... You know, most podcasts, you can just listen to us on the podcast, and you can do this one. I'll, I'll do a good job of explaining or try to do a good job of explaining things as I go, but this is probably one, as we've had in the past, that is, is going to be good for for YouTube so that you can see some of the stuff that I'm talking about and and pick this stuff up if it's something that you feel like is, is important to you. So anyways, sorry that the background is so lame, but I promise as we get the studio set up and get the, the mounts on the wall and the things that I want to, I want to put in here. I think you'll, you'll like it. So, and again, like I said, we're going to try and put out a lot of videos this year. And so I want to have a good studio to be able to do that with. And, and something that's a little entertaining, more entertaining than a white wall. I should put something like a green screen back there or something so that it's, uh, I could put, I don't know, my view that I had in Alaska or something like that on it. But all right. Something new that I'm also trying for 2024, not trying, but I want to do, is uh, get you guys more involved. And, and so I'm going to start out by, by talking about a couple things here. And, and the first one is I want to do a comment of the day. So we get a lot of comments on all of our different social platforms, and which is great. Um, but I did want to share a, a comment that, that came in um, on our YouTube page about digiscoping. And it goes back to when I was talking about the comparison between PhoneScope and MagView, and which both are great. So 
no, no haters there. And I'm going to talk about something here in just a minute. So stay tuned. Um, but they were, but there were some great comments on there about, you know, how, how MavView is great. And, and it, you know, it's, it's nice being able to use our, our case, our normal phone case, and then just put the magnet on the back of that. But, um, <clears throat> so the comment actually came, um, and I don't know if you're guy, girl, male, female, whatever. The username is LD5984. But talking about these these MagViews and and talking about like, yeah, they're great, but there's a couple things that really could be better on them and some of the struggles that you have with with the MagView. And these are good points. And so I wanted to share the, this, this comment. So one of the things that he talks about is that if you want to switch from doing landscape to portrait, it's a little bit difficult with the the mag view, well, you, you really have to kind of change things around. Sometimes you have to get the Allen key out and move the, the eyepiece, stuff like that. So it's a little bit more difficult than, say, the phone scope. Um, but then also another thing he said is you're always fixed to that one lens too. So, you know, on our phones nowadays, we have so many different lenses that we, we want to use. And so you really kind of have to focus in on that one. You can't, you know, we can't zoom and switch between lenses, um, which you're going to find that on most of them. But it's, it's a fair point. And, and so I, I wanted to just give LD5984 a, a shout out for that comment because great comment. And, and guys, all the comments that I get on, on YouTube are, are fantastic. So make sure and, and leave a comment down below, which leads me to my next point, which is question of the day. And I really want to do this because I want to learn from, from you all. One thing that I have found in the hunting industry is to, you know, just learn from each other because none of us are perfect and we all have things that we can learn and grow from. And so I want to start doing a question of the day. So if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. If you're listening on a, a podcast platform, whatever, most of them you can le actually leave comments on. But, um, you know, if you're, if you want to go on social media where we make our posts about this stuff, leave a comment there, but would love to hear from you guys. And it goes back to one of our most popular articles that we've ever had, um, because this is kind of a, a big deal. And I, and I'm, I actually want to do a video just on this, but the question of the day is what is the best elk cartridge? So what cartridge is the best for elk? We have, like I said, we have an article up on our website that, that lists a few, you can't put every, every cartridge on there. I get it. But you know, we have some of them that are on there and, and you know, my favorite one now is because it's the gun that I'm using is, is a 28 nozzler. Uh, just the ballistics and everything with that gun is, is, is impressive, but there's some great ones out there. You know, a 300 win mag, it's hard to beat a 30 odd six. I mean, the old classic, it's kind of hard to beat that as, as well. Well, actually it's not. <laughs> and I know there's going to be some haters out there and I'd love to hear from you. Let me, let me know. 30 odd six for elk is, is the best gun ever. Right. I know it's going to come, but I'd love to, to hear from you guys of what the best cartridge is for hunting elk. Specifically elk, so not deer, not moose, elephant. Specifically, if you were to go buy a new gun, and not brand or anything like that, but a cartridge that you're going to use for elk, I would love to know what it is. The so question of the day is, what's the best cartridge for elk? So, love these questions of the day. Love to get you guys involved. Love to see some of your comments and, and learn from you all. So, super excited. All right, guys, let's jump into today's podcast. As you saw from the title, 2024 Gear and Gadgets. And I gadgets is kind of an interesting thing. So, hunting gear, hunting gadgets. There's so many articles. There's so many podcasts, videos out there about the best hunting gear. 
And it's mostly going to be around backpacks and camouflage, guns, stuff like that. And actually, we kind of got a little bit of that in here today. But I threw the word gadget in there because there's different gadgets that I like to use when I'm hunting. And I may be a little bit different than most everybody else. Uh, but I think that everything that I'm going to talk about today really can apply to everybody. And, and these are things that I'm going to use for 2024 and, and may have used them a little bit in 2023 as well. But they're, they're great gadgets and things that I recommend that you look at getting. And if you're interested, um, I'll definitely leave links down in the, in the comment or in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll, I'll put it down in the description below, links to all this stuff that you can go ahead and go and check it out, um, including there is a firearm on the list today. There's also a really big change for eHunter and for my gear for 2024, and I'm super excited about it. Sadly, I don't have it here yet, but we're going to talk about that. So stay tuned because it's a pretty big deal. It's a big change for, for me and, and really eHunter in, in general. So let's get, this, let's get this kicked off. So the first thing that is, is new to me for 2024, I actually bought this in 2023, but it's something that I'm really going to dedicate myself to in 2024. And it really, and, it, and it's around archery hunting. Guys, I've always been a, an index trigger finger shooter for, for archery. I've always used a wrist strap with a, a trigger. I don't know why. I guess that's just how my dad did it. And that's how most people do it. Um, but I guess not really even anymore, most people. But when we were at TAC last year, the Total Archery Challenge, I, I purchased a, a thumb release. And like I said, I've, I've always used the, the trigger. So a thumb release is, is something that will be very new to me, but there's a reason behind it. So the trigger release that I went with is the knock to it from knock-on. John Dudley's knock-on. He makes some great stuff, by the way. Man, there's just so much good stuff. So if you haven't been over to, to his stuff, check it out. Really, these these releases are Carter's. I mean, it's basically the same design. Uh, this is just under his knock-on brand. But this thing is, is awesome. So I've started using it a lot lately. I'm trying to prepare for tack. And then also, I, as most everybody, all the listeners of the podcast know, I'm headed to New Zealand this year with my buddy Chad, and we're planning to take our bows over there. Most people just go over, they use the outfitter's rifles to shoot their their red stag. We're going to take our bows, and I, cause just because we think it'd be really cool to be able to harvest those animals with a, a bow, and I'm actually going to hunt with this guy. So here, I'll, I'll show it up here. If you're watching YouTube, check it out. So this is the the knock to it from knock on. Very simple design from from knock on but basically and, and i've been using the wrist strap just because i'm so used to when i when i let you know when it when it goes off i kind of just let go of everything because with a wrist strap you know you're here and you, you hit that that trigger and you don't hold on to anything and so i've had to do the same thing with this i've kept the wrist strap on i'm going to try and train myself not to need it because i've got a little clip on my on my belt for specifically for this release but um so i'm using that I've adjusted it a little bit. So that's one thing that's cool about this. And again, if, if you're watching on YouTube, so there, there's some adjustability here and there's a couple little Allen screws that you're going to see up here at the top. And you can actually adjust 
um, a couple things. You can adjust the the distance or the basically where this thumb really sits. So when you're back here ready to shoot, it hits your thumb exactly where you where you want it to hit, and, and you can adjust where that is. You can also adjust the <laughs> the sensitivity of it. So some of them you you know you barely touch it and boom it, it goes off. You can also you know lengthen that out a little bit that you actually have to really push. So I don't, what I'm trying to train myself to do is I'm really just kind of tightening my hand. I'm not, I'm not pulling my thumb. I'm really just, as I'm, as I'm on my anchor spot here, I'm just kind of tightening my hand until it, it releases. That way it's more of a surprise shot to me. What I found is, um, I'm a lot more consistent with this, um, Accuracy wise, you know, I can I can get pretty I can fine tune with my my trigger release, but I think it's because I I will punch the trigger uh, at some point with the the trigger release, which in the hunting scenario, sometimes you just have to do it right. I mean, it's just what you what we have to do sometimes depending on the the different scenario. And if you need to, you can punch this trigger. You can see I have very little movement on that. I guess it's not really locked in. I can lock it in, which is pretty easy by the way. There's a little button here on the back. You push it in, it locks in your your string, but then very little movement on that on that thumb, and it goes. So I, I've kind of got it on a hair trigger right now, which I like, because then again, I can just squeeze it, and boom, it goes off. And so, like I said, I'm more consistent with this. I'm getting better groups with it now. Like if I've got a target, so I've got a, a block target, and it's got a bunch of different targets on it, or uh, dots on it. With my trigger, it... You know, I can move from each one, and I can pinpoint those very easily. Uh, and and to a point, I'm getting to where I can do it with this. And I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that have used trigger or uh, thumb releases for a long time, and you can get very very good. And if you look at like the competitive shooters, and I'll give a shout out to my buddy Tyler Stout. You know, it's what he uses uh, because you can just you have that consistency. You, you can fine tune it, but then also have that consistency. And that's what I'm hoping to do. I'm hoping to do that before we head out in May to New Zealand that not only do I have the consistency, but I also have that fine tune that I can really pick any of those dots and, and make a shot. So, uh, Chad, I, so we moved into our, our new studio, our new home and, and my buddy Chad sent me a <laughs> housewarming gift, uh, which is awesome. He sent me a, a 3d target, a 3d deer target. So I've got it sitting up in the backyard and, uh, I've just, I go out every day and lock this in and and fire away and it's it's working out uh, amazing and so excited to use this for for 2024 if you've used these before i'd love to know your thoughts on them is there another one that you like better do you one of the other things is like so this one you know obviously you're really just using those those three fingers to pull back there there are some that you can add an extra finger there to pull back i'm finding that this is actually quite easy you know i kind of get my thumb out of the way as i pull back and lock into my my anchor point and then you know barely touch that trigger and, and away it goes. But I'd like to know what your guys' thoughts are. If there's other ones that you're using that you, you like better than this one, um, this one's just sweet. I got it in the gold, by the way. You can get it in a bright green as well, which is kind of the knock-on color, but it's a little too flashy for me. If I'm using flashy, I'm, I'm running, all my running stuff. Actually, that's not true. I want to find, I, I, I say that because some of my shoes are, are kind of crazy. But here I am on a tangent. But for the most part, as you can see on YouTube, it's black on black. So anyways, first one for 2024 that's going to be utilized a lot is this this knock to it. 
uh, thumb release from Knock On. Super stoked. All right, the next one. Um, so we talked earlier about digiscoping, and I was talking more about the MagView stuff, and you know some of the things that are cool about it, some of the things that are are you know a challenge with it. So uh, as you guys know, uh, if you've been following the podcast or the videos or anything like that, PhoneScope is what we've been using for a long time. They they've been sponsor and and or not really sponsor, but partner of the the podcast and the and eHunter in general. And so love the, the company, love what they do. They're right here in my backyard uh, in, in Beaver, Utah. And, and so they're, yeah, they're just 20 minutes away from me now, which is, which is awesome. But I did get something new that I'm excited to utilize in, in 2024. So a lot of the footage that you see on our social media platforms is through a phone scope um, or a MagView. But a lot of it's through the phone scope where I'm videoing through my, um, my spotting scope. And, and getting good footage. There is a video on our YouTube page that Curtis actually recorded quite a while ago of him fox hunting. If you haven't seen it, I'll try to put a link up in the corner for you guys to check it out. But in that, he is using a thing called the scoped vision. So if you've never seen the scope vision, I just opened it up here. But here's the case that it, it comes in. So it's, it's, from, it's a phone scope product called scope vision. So what this is, and I, I actually mounted this up the other day, which was really, it, it actually goes on pretty easily, but and it, it looks kind of crazy. So I'm going to show it to you here. Again, if you're on, if you're on YouTube, you're, you're going to see it here. But if you're not, it, basically what this is, is it's a mounting system that goes on the scope of your rifle. So a rifle scope, it mounts onto that scope and then it's got a spot on the on this thing where you can actually mount your phone to it, your phone will actually look be looking through your scope at the same time you're looking through your scope and it will be recording everything that your scope's seeing. So I like to go coyote calling, which will probably be a big use of this, but pretty much anything that I use my a rifle for in 2024, I will be using this on the rifle. So including if I get my Utah elk tag, which will be a rifle tag, this is going to be on there. If I get a deer tag, this will be on there. So going to try and get some cool footage for you guys with the, the scope vision. So again, this is from phone scope is it's their, it's their company. Um, it's just a, it's a cool little tool. Like I said, I had it mounted up. <laughs> I mounted it up on my 22 250 the other day. And it's really actually easy. You just you just kind of just strap it on there, and it, it holds on tight. That's another thing. Um, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh gosh, this thing's not gonna hold on very tight. This is gonna be bouncing around. I'm not. This isn't gonna be what I I really want to use." Um, but once it was on there and locked in, it, it locked in nice and tight. The eye cup's a little bit weird for me. That's gonna have to take some some getting used to, but. All in all, it, it was great to get on there. I could see through it really easily. I didn't shoot anything with it because I was just here in my backyard. But I was aiming at my my archery target that I was just talking to about a few minutes ago. But I'm excited to get some footage for you guys with the, the scope vision. So, if, again, if you guys haven't seen this, hop online if you're on the podcast and, and listening. Uh, check this out. Again, I'll leave a link below to this both on, on the podcast as well as in the description on YouTube. Um, so you can go and check these out. They're about a hundred bucks, so they're they're a little bit pricey, but man, they they send them in this nice 
case that you can keep it protected so that it doesn't get all banged up. It's formed fit for this thing to just slide down in there. That way it's, it's nice protected. You don't worry about it getting banged up. I took it off cause I just didn't, I wanted to obviously do the YouTube video and the podcast with it, but um, it comes on and off very easy. It doesn't take very long to, to throw it on. So anyways, super excited to get some, some footage for you guys with the, the scope vision um, and again, if you haven't seen that video where Curtis was using this for the, the fox um, hunt that he did, it's just awesome. You know, it really could be a sweet training tool as well. Um, a lot of us either get buck fever or just the pressure gets to us and we, you know, we either punch the trigger on our gun. I've seen people close their eyes and then pull the trigger, afraid of the, the recoil. I don't know what the case is, but... Um, this could be a really cool training tool. And I thought about it even for my kids to put it on there and see them when they're shooting. You know, we have what we call chiselers around here. I'm not sure what other people call them. I've heard a few different names of them, but you can just go hunt. They're kind of like a little prairie dog. Anyways, taking my kids out and shooting those, it's just great practice to see really what you're doing with your scope. Are you really lining up those crosshairs when you pull the trigger? But I'm, my thoughts are, is I just want to provide some really cool YouTube content for you guys. And so super excited to have that in the, in the backpack for 2024. Anytime I'm rifle hunting, that's going to be in there and, uh, we'll, we'll share that with you guys. So, okay, let's keep going here through to the next one. Number three that I'm going to be using. And I started using this in 2024 or 2023, excuse me. Oh gosh, taking a year away out of my life here, but and I did a video of something that I feel like you guys should do um, for your hunts. And that is an action cam. So I've got the GoPro, the new GoPro that I'm going to be using um, this year. And, and if you have questions about using a, a GoPro or an action camera for hunting, I, I, like I said, I did a video on it. But get you a GoPro, whether you're creating YouTube content or whether you just re want to remember your hunts, uh, make sure that you have one of these in your bag, videoing, talking to it. Your kids are going to love it. Your family's going to love it. Like I said, even if you're not a content creator, I think that it's a, a great idea to have that in, in the bag. And so most of my hunts were either videoed with a, a phone or a camera. Um, I have done some with my older, I've, I've had a couple of these GoPros, but I've got, you know, I've got the new one and I'm excited about it to be able to you know, just get some additional footage, uh, maybe some close-up footage. So like looking at you while you're shooting, have the scope vision on. Anyways, just try to provide more content for you guys that'll be a little bit different angles, make it a little bit better and more enjoyable content. Um, I'm really going to try and up that game this year. And, and a big part of that is making sure that I have a good GoPro. So I've got a few of these now um, and we'll be using them. But for, for 2024, like the, the quality on these new ones are absolutely amazing and so um anyways this is a quick one but i wanted to make sure and share that with you guys and again if if you aren't using some kind of camera like i said we've always got our phones and you can you can use your phone to record a lot of stuff and especially with a phone scope or a mag view or something like that but just having that that uh gopro is is amazing one other thing on the gopro it's actually got really good audio. I was really surprised with the, with the audio of the new one. There is a little kit that you can call that you can buy. It's called the Media Kit, and you can actually plug in a lav mic or or something like that to it. Um, so if you want to up your audio game, which I will be doing for the most part, is putting that Media Kit on there and then 
recording it. That's probably where I'll do a lot of our vlogging content and, and stuff like that. But make sure that you have a good GoPro. Video your hunts, guys. I mean, it's just <sighs> journaling's great and and whatnot, but these are memories that you, you'll want to go back, you'll want to remember. So I'm excited to have that one for 2024 as well as my other ones that I have uh, just to make, you know, give some different angles, give them to the people that I'm hunting with so that they can, you know, be doing some talking as well. So so super excited about, about that. Okay, my next one, number four, is a, a bit of a different one. And I would almost guarantee this is not on any hunting gear list, YouTube video, podcast, article, or anything like that. And honestly, it's sitting on my, my wrist right now. So I just got uh, the Garmin 9, uh, 4Runner 965 watch. So I'm an Apple guy. I've always been using Apple, Apple watches and um, have, you know, I, I like to track when I'm hiking, um, you know, whether that way, you know, how far back you've gone, you can track your steps. I don't know. I'm, I'm a nurse, so I'm a bit of a health nut as well. And so I want to make sure that I'm tracking and logging all of that, that data. If you're not doing that yet, I think it's a good idea to really log. We've gotten so much into training, right? Train to hunt. There's all these different things. Elk shape, um, Cameron Haynes, at, Pretty much hunting is synonymous with fitness now, which is great. And I love it. I, I, you know, huge fan of it. I just got done running 13 miles this morning. I, I love fitness. I love running. I love, you know, working out and, and I do it all to hunt. I really do. Um, I want to stay in shape so that I can hunt and, and be able to do the things that I need to do when I need to do them. Cause I don't want to miss out on something because I just don't have the, I don't know, the strength and energy and fortitude and balls to do what I need to do. So I switched over to Garmin. So again, this is the Garmin Forerunner 965. I kind of got it shut off. So you can see the time and date there. Hey, you know when I'm recording this because I'm recording it today. If you're going to watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, I'm going to actually try and get it out today or tomorrow. So um, anyways, the reason I switched and the reason I feel like that you should look into the Garmin watches or the Chronos maybe the, some of the Suntos, uh, over the Apple Watches. So my biggest frustration with an Apple Watch, as I've been in the backcountry, hunting, hiking, backpacking, whatever the case may be, is if you go on an overnight camp, you've got to take the your, your charger with you because Apple sucks with their battery, whether it be the phones or, or the watch. The watches, you're lucky to get a day, which is terrible. You know, if you're on a five six, 10 day hunt. It, it, it's just, it sucks having to take that because then you're using, you know, if you're in the backcountry, you're using your a solar panel to charge a power bank, you know, which we're doing for our cameras and we're doing for our phones and we're doing for everything else. Um, but it just sucks to have to use power for your watch and charge your watch. And so I, I picked this up just recently um, a lot for that reason. So one of the cool things about this, I charged this last night which is the only the second time I've charged it. Right now, it's telling me that I have the way that I'm running it. So I don't have the always on display on. I don't. Um, I have. I don't have it all the way to its highest brightness. Things like that. Right now, it's telling me that I I have 23 days of battery life. 23 days, guys. Are you freaking kidding me? 23 days. So if, if I up it, you know, if I up the 
the brightness, if I have it always on, if it's always reading my, my blood oxygen level, uh, things like that, I probably only get about seven days only. I probably only get seven days with all of that stuff on. And really for the most part, just live a normal life. That's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to have it just because I can go and charge it, you know, and, and that's another thing. It only takes just, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes to go from, I guess I've never gone down to zero. I've only gone down to 20% on this thing because it's like, holy crap, I haven't charged this thing in forever. I need to charge it. But, um, 20 minutes and it's fully, fully charged. So uh, just, uh, it's a, it's an amazing thing. Again, fitness is synonymous with hunting now. And, and if we're out hunting, you know, we want to, well, not even hunting, but preparing to hunt. You know, my last podcast was with Western Hunt Fest. You're going to be doing a pack out challenge. You're going to be hiking around doing the shoot. Um, you know, all that, all those things. And, and they've been doing some cool things, by the way. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but they've been doing some ruck challenges and things like that. You're going to want to track those things. And the Garmin really does a good job of telling you where you're at. You know, it tells you, it gives you a body battery. It gives you training readiness. It gives you your VO2 max. I mean, it just, the it's so limitless on what it provides. And so I have loved this thing. And again, this is a gadget that is probably not on any other hunting list. But, and you don't have to get this one. I mean, this one's an okay one. There, there's some that are better and worse than this one. The Sapphire or the Phoenix and the Epics. Um, you know, those ones, I think you can get upwards of like 36 to 40 days on a battery, uh, on, on one charge. It's just, it's just nuts. So check these things out, guys. Again, we, we do a lot of fitness. We do a lot of working out. We're, we're trying to prepare to hunt. It's, it, it's kind of the way that the hunting movement has, has gone. Thank you, Cameron Haynes. But we want to track it. We want to know what we're doing. And again, as a runner, you know, I, I run marathons and I, I, you know, doing all those kind of things. So this is perfect for me, but I think it would be great for anybody that is, is training to hunt. This will kind of let you know where you're at and how prepared you are to do the things that, that you want to do. So again, this is the Garmin 965 or 400 965, 400, just because it's more of the running style watch. The Phoenix and the Epics are more for outdoors. Um, they have the, sap, the, the Phoenix has a Sapphire screen on it. It's pretty much indestructible. This one has the Gorilla Glass on it, so it's still pretty good. But the the Sapphire one, it's indestructible. So I would recommend looking into that if you're if you're looking into them. Um, and and price-wise, they're pretty similar, comparable to the Apple Watches. You can actually get some that are pretty cheap, too, as, as well, that do a lot of the same stuff, have really good battery life. So, yeah, highly recommend uh, looking into those. So, all right. I'll do the last two pretty quick because I, I know we're, we're getting into this podcast quite a ways and um, I want to get through these before we get too far down the road. I just want to rec- or just tell you guys, um, I am changing my firearm for this year that I'm going to be, that I carry with me. So historically I've always carried my, my Smith and Wesson shield nine millimeter. Love that gun. It's a lightweight, easy to carry gun. Um, no qualms with it whatsoever. Um, but what I have found is I'm enjoying shooting my my Glock a little bit more. So I've got my Glock 19, and you guys have seen this before if you if you follow the the channel. So this is the Glock 19. Um, I've I've put the Vortex Venom red dot on it. Got it. Did a great video on you know the difference between the the Venom and the Viper because the Viper's on my 44 mag rifle, my Henry rifle. Um, but I, I'm I've decided to to put this in my. Uh, holster this year 
for for hunting just because I've really enjoyed shooting this gun. Um, it, it's it shoots really well. I love that having the red dot on it. And, and again, the the shield was great. I could shoot pretty well with it, um, but I find that I am very good at shooting a, a red dot. So we're gonna we're gonna stick with the red dot this year, and and stick with the the gar or the wow Garmin, the Glock. Uh, 19. This is the Gen 5, by the way, which is, it's got some pretty cool, cool things on it. I haven't done a lot of updates to it. I, I plan to do a lot of different things, Cerakote it, um, do some things, some different things with the grips, change out the trigger, things like that. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that. I meant to do it a long time ago, but with uh, moving and all that stuff, it's, it's been a little bit hard. So anyways, new gun in the, in the holster for, for 2024 as I'm out hunting, uh, hoping to I don't know, use it on whatever I need to, to use it on. If I'm in Colorado, protect me from bears or who knows what comes up. Um, I've always just been one that I always just carry a sidearm. I know it adds additional weight to your pack, but but honestly, I mean, my shield weighs nothing. And on this hardly weighs a thing. And um, I was actually looking at some of the marsupial gear stuff that have the holster on the bino harness. Um, kind of interested in that. If you guys know anything about that, let me know. I, if you guys have used that or any other bino harnesses that have a, a holster built into the bino harness, let me know because I'm, I'm kind of curious um, about those. All right, and last but not least, so I mentioned earlier, big change for 2024. You'll notice when we started when I started the podcast, I I didn't give a shout out to Vortex. So we we've had a long standing relationship with Vortex. They're still a, a partner of ours. Um, still going to be using them a lot. Again, there's the Vortex Venom. Red Dot. Uh, I love their, I love most everything that I have of theirs. My my range finders are all Vortex. Tripods are, are going to remain Vortex because you can't, I can't find a better one than the Ridgeline or the Ridgeview, excuse me, Ridgeview uh, carbon fiber tripod. I love that thing. Um, and, and they're, you know, they're, uh, Warranty is amazing, but I'm making a big change this year when it comes to optics. So I'm going to move away from my spotting scope. And it's hard <laughs> because I've been such a, a lover of the spotting scope. Uh, I've, I've used it so much and, you know, we'll be out there glassing and it's like, Taryn, grab your spotting scope. Everybody knows that I've got my spotting scope with me, but... I, I am going to finally make the, the switch. So I, I've always been, and you guys, again, if you followed eHunter and followed our videos or podcasts for any amount of time, you kind of know that my go-to is the Razer UHD um, 10x50s. I, I've loved those. And then also the the Razer spotting scope, the 85 millimeter spotting scope. Those have kind of been my, just my go-to. Those are always with me. I've, I've loved them. I've used them. And, um, but I, I've been hunting with my brother-in-law and some friends that don't use that. And what they use is the Swarovski 15 power binoculars. And I, you know, I've always been like, Oh, it's, it's comparable. The Vortex Razor UHDs are comparable to the, the Swarovskis. And so I haven't really thought much about it until this last hunting season when we were in Colorado, I really spent some time behind both sets of glass. Um, I had the, the 10 power UHDs, had the 18 power UHDs, and then I had the 15, well, they had the 15 power Swarovskis. And I had them all set up 
in a row to see, you know, like which one really is best. And if, you know, if you're just looking through them, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, these UHDs are, are great and the Swarovskis are great. Um, where I really found the difference, and this is crazy, is on the outer part of, of the lens. Um, the UHDs actually blur a little bit on the outer part of the lens. Swarovskis don't. They, they are clear from end to end on there. Um, and I thought, okay, maybe it's just my 10s that are doing that. So I went and looked through those 18s. And again, same thing. So you're, you're moving your glass a lot more, trying to get everything centered. And you're really just looking at the center of the picture that you're looking at and on, through those binoculars. With the Swarovskis, you can set them up in one place and really kind of just, just pan around. And I, I know they're 15 power and the UHDs have the 18 power, but I felt like I was seeing things better through the Swarovskis. And, and so I'm making the change to Swarovski binoculars this year, at least for the, the 15 powers. I will take the spotting scope out of my bag because I'm not carrying around all that glass. The, the spotting scope will come out. Um, and I will just use the 15 powers and the 10 powers. I'll, I'll keep the, the 10 power UHDs from Vortex. Um, cause again, I love those and I really do like to look through those. I'm not going back on what I've said previously. I like to be able to look through those and have a bigger field of view. I feel like I can pick things out really well there, but I do want those 15s to really be able to look in there and see what that animal is. And I might even, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I might end up just glassing with the 15s and I'll never even use the 10s. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I, I am excited to to make that change. Like I said, my brother-in-law and a lot of my friends have used the Swirl 15s for quite a few years and, and swear by them. Uh, I've just been... I mean, one thing, we've been partnered with Vortex. And, and I again, I'm not saying anything bad about Vortex at all. I still am using their stuff... Uh, still have a great relationship with them but uh, they you know they're they're not spon- not a sponsor of the podcast anymore they're a partner of the podcast uh, which allows me the ability to use whatever I want <laughs> which is uh, it's good and bad but I, I'm excited to use the the swirl 15s again I don't have them yet um, at least in my hands yet and as soon as I do I'll probably put up a, a gear review of them i'll probably do a, a comparison of the 18s the uhd 18s versus the swirl 15s just so you guys can see the difference and i'll try using the phone scope to to show you guys what i'm talking about and if you guys have, have looked or maybe you haven't you should go look if you're looking through those uhds you will see that little bit of a blur around the ring of that lens and the swirls you're not going to have that they're they're pretty solid i do wish that they made the 15s in the nl pures or the, the e, was it ELs, still trying to get the lingo down there, but um, they don't, it's the SLCs, I believe they have for the uh, the 15 power, but it's still a, it's still amazing glass. Swarovski's been known for a long time to have really amazing glass, so that'll be a new one for me in, in 2024, and I couldn't be more excited about it, so... Anyways, guys, those are the six things that are new for 2024. There's a few other things, and I might do a, a part two of this podcast to share some of the other things, new gadgets and gear. But make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast, both on the YouTube channel as well as on any other platform that you listen to podcasts because I really am going to focus a lot more on gear and try to help you guys out because majority of the questions that I'm getting is about gear. 
And, and so I want to help you guys out as much as I can with anything, any product, so that you guys know the ins and outs of everything. We, we work pretty hard for our money. And when we spend it, we want to make sure that we're spending on the right things. And so going to put a, try to put out a lot of those. Also, guys, before we end the podcast, I know a lot of it have you been at, wow, and holy moly. Let me try that again. I know a lot of you have been asking for another eHunter newscast. Um, I actually already have that recorded. Um, it will come out after this podcast, um, but I, I do have another one that, that coming out talking about some pretty hot topics. Obviously, the, the wolves in Colorado and what they're doing, um, they're spreading so fast. If you guys didn't see the post that we put on social media the other day, uh, or specifically on Instagram, go check that out. They have, they have a map because they have the collars on them, and it's crazy what they're doing. But I talk a lot about that in that podcast so that you guys kind of know what's going on with those wolves as well as some other things that are are going on as well so don't worry it's coming the the e-hunter newscast is is still here i know i you know i want to put out more of those um but i also want to make them valuable to you guys i I don't want to talk about every poaching incident in idaho or montana i want to put out good content that you guys like i need to listen to this so i know what's going on and and i promise the ones that are coming out will be that that they will be things that you you need to know what's going on we we do make sure you're checking out the website ehunter.com e-h-u-n-t-r.com staying up to speed with the news on there as well as just some of the cool things that we we've got on there so make sure you subscribe to the podcast uh, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Again, guys, so grateful for, for your support of what we do here at, at eHunter. Uh, we're working hard for you and, and want to make sure that we're giving you the, the content, not only that you need, but also that you want. And I hope this is more of, well, I hope this is a little bit of both because this was a, a fun podcast and, and I'm excited to use this stuff in, in 2024. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you soon. <laughs>